In the land of Tolria, there resides freedom. For most of the land, their lives are their own, and they are their own masters. They may live as they wish and go where they want. However, there also resides chains and cages. Slaves that are forced to obey their masters, and who have to live in fear every day of losing what they have. Some do manage to escape. However, the western lands are dangerous to those who are not wary, as slavers are abundant, and exceptionally large beasts roam the land, hunting for their next prey. It is a land where those who do not already live rarely travel to. A nation where even the magic below your feet is bound up and locked away, for there is no use for it here. This nation is known as Operton, and one man, once a slave, now his own master, is returning. As the Goliath leaves the high city walls, his stead, a young halfling boy, turns back to look at what he is leaving behind. They both have nothing but each other and their goals. They head westward, towards a land with many things waiting to end their journey. It will be a long and perilous travel, yet they are not alone, for they have each other to keep company. Elsewhere in the land, a creature, born of destruction, but carrying a soul of creation inside, receives a vision. He opens his eyes, wraps his blindfold, and dons his helmet. He now knows what he has been seeking all this time. The fate of these three are tied together in ways they cannot possibly imagine. Each of them has their own story, as well as a part to play in a new one. Welcome to Young Misadventurers Season 2, Unchained. Okay, well, last time when we left off, you had just left the town of Cabin Falls along with Terry, or along with Boy and the Seeker. You had defeated the Mellow Beast, as Xerxene called it, and uh, Xerxene and Xantuma went on their own way while you continued on yours. You are now headed further westward to the next town to, you know, keep traveling on, try to find your way back home. Head, head back to the arena. Yep. My origin. <laughs> and you you are very close to the Operton border now. You're you're coming out like, like how it was around yesterday. It's kind of becoming a little bit more rocky. Less trees, more gravelly dirt, clay, type environment mm. as you're walking along. Or I guess you're on horses, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that, that one guy is still with us, right? Yes, the Seeker is still with you. The Seeker who yes. dropped both of his swords in the last- <laughs> ah! Okay, we don't talk about that. <laughs> it's still the funniest thing. I'm still so upset. I I'm gonna be like, yeah, this character is cool, mysterious. Whoa, he's so good at combat. It just drops both of his swords. Gets two attacks. Both of them so bad he dropped them. But yes, he is with you. Okay, yeah, I, just, I just wanted to remind you of that. Uh, yeah, well, you reminded me. Is it cool if I on D and D Beyond have my character take a long rest? Just since yes. I'm assuming we've been traveling for a while. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and for the audience, me and Caleb are both in college currently. And the guest is depressed. Yeah, this is the, <laughs> the first time that me and him have not recorded in person. 
ever. Yeah. Yeah. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're both on opposite ends of the state right now. Yeah. It's big sad. It is. It's my boy. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, anyways, anyways. So let's, let's get back to uh, recording. I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> uh, so, you've been traveling for quite a while now, and you've reached the Opperton, near the Opperton border. Yeah. Um, have me and Seeker been talking, like, at all? Like, have I learned anything new about him? Um, you can talk now. I mean, I assume that you've been talking a little bit, but not, like... Not like, not like uh, who not, are you and where Yeah, you not from? not very deep conversations, yeah. or you're He's not getting. Your yeah, you're not getting much of in ways of backstory from him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't seem to be revealing much about himself over the course of your mm-hmm. conversations. Gotcha, gotcha. Little little secret mother effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, gonna save the one curse word for a little bit later. it's starting to get a little bit the sun's starting to set a little bit in the sky and he turns to you I think we should set up camp here we are not too far from the nearest town we might be able to resupply and then continue onwards after that yes this does seem like an adequate location (laughs) my vocabulary has increased quite a bit yes yes Terrence has been teaching you the ways of books (laughs) the <laughs> way of book. <laughs> way of book. Yeah, no, um... It's a dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, and... Are we, we're in, you said we're in a more, like, open rocky area now, right? Yes, yes, you're over... You're kind of more, a uh, mountainous area. Yeah. I'm gonna look around for, like, a higher location so that we're not, like, down on the ground and get attacked from above. Right, right, right. Uh, not, not anywhere too high, just, you know. Yeah. Will survival at expert Gary, uh, I would love survival you to roll a survival check for me. I'm glad to know my rolls on survival haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven. Eleven? You managed yeah. to find a su- you managed to find a suitable hill that overlooks a kind of a an open area where you can set up camp for the night. Okay. No, like I point to it, looking to Seeker. We should set up on the higher ground, keep from getting ambushed. All right. Um, yeah, just, I'm gonna go set up camp over there. Okay. Uh, you guys set up camp. Terrence helps put up the tent, but like, he's still not quite used to it. And like now that the the ground is like harder to hammer into, the hammer the nails into, he's like having. Tr- He's struggling a bit with that. Yeah, we need him to do some strength training is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to go, I'll, th- this time I'm going to go help him set in the, set up the tent. Okay. Like, like help set up camp, not mm-hmm. just leave him to do it on his own this time. Mm-hmm. So while you guys are doing, while you are helping Terry with that, you suddenly hear whoosh. And when you look behind you, you see that um, the Seeker has started a fire. You said foosh, and I thought I was about to, like, get nearly sniped by an No, animal. no, 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 like, like, a, like a fire flame foosh. Yeah, like, we just kind of hear a... Yeah. 
I got you. I got you. I got you. I was a little concerned that I was going to have to kill some more people, but it's okay. <laughs> he sits back really? against the hill towards the fire and kind of inspects his blades. Does, did, so when he started the fire, did he have anything on him? Like, you know how you're going to have to do like two rocks or anything like that? Did he have anything with him? Roll perception for me. Ah, he did not. <laughs> What's your roll? I rolled a four, but plus three seven. Yeah, he, he, he you couldn't really tell. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just gave like a quick glance over the shoulder. Was, yeah. Paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> so. So bad. <laughs> Do you have a gem that Zantumo gave? Zantumo gave you the gem, right? Yeah, the soul stone. Yeah, yeah. it's been just it's just been a while since we played, so I couldn't remember. So yeah. Yeah, we just kept... he, yeah, he, no, it's, he it's gave a, you. It's with Gary. Okay. But uh, seeker and parents don't know he has it. Yeah. So Terry goes after setting up the tent. He also goes and he sits uh, on the opposite side of the fire from the seeker, and he just kind of looks mm -hmm. out over the horizon. I've never gone this far away from home before. The farthest, farthest I've ever really been was this the big city, was Regeren, but this is completely different to me. Uh, G Gary is gonna go and like kind of sit close to Terrence, right? But not like right next to him. Like still gives Terrence a little bit of space. Mm -hmm. Consider yourself lucky, boy. These lands are not kind. I've... Is it true, the stories that they tell of Opperton? That, that they use fingers and feet and hands as currency and eat them cannibals of, upon every street and beheadings every day <laughs> gary kind of like chuckles but doesn't answer <laughs> 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 like he he, he kind of chuckles like amused by his question but doesn't yeah. actually give a yes or no <laughs> i've always i mean i've always heard that this this place is just full of brutes and savages. That much is, for the most part, true. There's a lot of strong men and women here, but this is as close as I've ever come to home. Land where he, I can fight with no restraint. He kind of just looks back over the horizon. So, farthest I've ever been is the closest you've ever been to coming back. He yeah, is like kind of like a quiet side, not of like any real like bad feeling, just kind of like realizing that that's pretty true, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yes, I suppose you could say that. Hmm. As Gary kind of says that, he looks over to the horizon, like similar to how uh, Terrence is, but mm -hmm. his expression is a lot more grim and melancholy than. Uh, Terrence is. Right. He's kind of remembering more of like his past here and the events that have occurred. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you look over the horizon upon your hill and you just see large mountains to the west. The mountain ranges of your home. You look up and you see the stars and you see the endless expanse above you. 
you know that you're getting closer to home and closer to the life you once knew, and yet you wonder how much it's changed since you've left. <laughs> the, see- the seeker looks up from his sword, or he turns his head up from his sword. You can't really tell where he's looking, blindfold. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, is his helmet finally off? <laughs> no, his, hel- his helmet is still on. And he just, he looks, or he, you can kind of, you get the feeling that he's looking between you and Terrence. And then he, he also turns west. Noble warrior, you are seeking a friend, yes? Gary kind of like glances at him. And like kind of gives like a small nod. I'm seeking an old friend. I can tell by the way that you, your eyes, scan the horizon. Seems that you and I have quite a lot in common then. You worry. Kind of like, uh, Gary, like, when he, he- when he hears that, the- like, they notice a, just a very small smile mm-hmm. from him. Fe- feeling that he does relate to the Seeker in some manner when he says that, like, that he's not lying. Mm-hmm. You worry that things might be be worse than you thought, but also you worry that it might be better than you hope. You don't know what lies over those hills, and neither do I. But my old friend, I must always keep my head up for her. I must always hope for the best. Your best or her best. And with that, he kind of stands up and then... Uh, goes to set up his own tent, leaving you with that thought. (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing is, actually, that works so well with the character development I was planning for Gary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, saying that sets in such a good character development that I was planning for him. Mm -hmm. So anyway, what are you going to do now? Uh, Boy has his new sword now, right? Boy does have new sword, yes. Boy has new sword. <laughs> Training montage! <laughs> Training! <laughs> that was actually exactly what I was thinking. Hey, I'm gonna look over the game like, boy. Yes? You should train with your new sword. Uh, okay. He goes to the tent and he pulls it out. And... I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, help him this time, but in a less, um, throwing him around way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, gonna, the two of you, uh, yeah, <laughs> the two of you train for a while into the night, um, until he, like, starts to get visibly tired and his swings are kind of, you know, weak and wimpy more, um, and yeah, you just, just exhausted. yeah, he just looks exhausted, uh, from the traveling and also this, he, yeah, but he's he's Gary definitely like, he's definitely improving. He is improving. Yes. <laughs> Gary Gary has little pride in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I kind of like reach out, like send my hand on his shoulder, like letting him know he can stop now, and okay. hand him my uh, the water skin, so that he can drink. Okay. He looks up at you, uh, and he hands his sword to you, and he takes the water skin. And he just takes a deep drink and he says I, I'm gonna go to bed now Mr. War 
Just not. Yes. Go and get some rest, boy. He just he looks down and he uh, returns to the tent. Well, like as he's walking away, Gary kind of goes, "Boy." Yes. You've done well. You are improving greatly. He smiles when you says when you say that. And <laughs> when I said that. When, when you say is that. He smiles when you say that, and he just, he nods and goes back into the tent. I'm gonna, I hold on to his sword for the night just to make sure he doesn't uh, cut himself in his sleep with it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I'm gonna go back and sit down by the fire again, kind of like keep watch for the night. Alright. You watch for the night for a few hours, and eventually you see the seeker come up the hill, and he says, I believe it's my turn to keep watch now. Gary, like, Gary's gonna look at him and be like, about what you said before, who is your old friend? Shh. You don't have to give me a name. Hmm. That's just a story. It is an old friend that I've never met before, and yet I know extremely well. Bond greater than time. Yes, you could say that. Yeah, he just kind of nods, leaving it at that, and goes back. He doesn't, like, go into a tent, but he sits outside of Terrence's tent. Mm -hmm. Like, literally right outside the uh, entrance. And kind of, like, kind of falls asleep, but not really, you know? Like, falls into, like, that light sleep. Mm -hmm. Because he is more concerned with protecting Terrence than getting like really good sleep yeah well you you lightly sleep through the whole night without any problems and dawn breaks and it's time to get back on the road what weapon what uh, like equipment does terrence have you have a character sheet for him, right i actually do not <laughs> um, no, i thought you had one on D and D beyond i haven't put his equipment and stuff on there let me let me let me yeah. see let me see I know he he has like some some for him. Yeah, and I he has mm-hmm. some like some like traveling equipment. But other than that, it, the rest is either you you took back your axe and um, you ditched the rusted scimitar. So yeah. Uh, um. So I'm gonna look over to see and be like, are we on a time? Oh, are we rushed for time, seeker? No, not yet. I'd like to take the boy hunting. Hunting, you say? All right. Yes. I will. I will ride forward into town and gather supplies. If that's all right with you. Gary like nods to him. If you may, Gary is gonna walk over and like hand him some gold. Okay. Purchase a small bow and arrows. I'll teach him for now with the javelins I have, but a ranged weapon would suit him better. He he nods and mounts his horse and rides off into the distance over the hill. Okay, um, how much gold would like a short bow cost? Probably not that much. Probably like two gold. Two gold. Yeah. Okay. So like the gold I handed him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say you okay. you hand you handed him just enough gold to get supplies and stuff and. Or, like, to get the bow and the arrow, and so, yeah. I got you, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I'm gonna 
take Terrence on kind of like a detour, like still sort of heading to the town, but more detour. Yeah. Through the more wild area that I know there's going to be, mm-hmm. like animals and beasts. All right, all right, all right. So, survival expert Gary, if you'll make a survival check for me. Okay. Or actually, a nature oh, check. Yeah. Nature check for me. Ooh. Are we sure we don't want to survive? <laughs> Are we 100% on that? Uh, I mean, <laughs> we can go survival, yeah. Cool, 16. 16? Okay. You, you, you managed to find some, some tracks of what looked to be a deer leading into this, like, wooded area. Mm-hmm. And you follow it a little bit further ahead, and you see in a in a small outcropping, there's a deer ahead. Gotcha, gotcha. So, okay. I'm just... I'm assuming my javelins are kind of uh, big for Terrence, right? Yeah, I'd say probably. Yeah, um... So, before we actually, like, leave, leave... Like, when basically, when we find the tracks, Gary's going to basically break them in half so that uh-huh. they're smaller. Okay. And, like, try to give Terrence a better chance of throwing them. So he's gonna have four javelin. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah! I'm gonna move my javelins. Okay, so... You... You see him pick up the javelin, and he... I'm gonna say disadvantage on that. Oof, okay. He, 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 his arm is very shaky, and he takes it, and he throws it, but it, it misses by quite a bit, as, as the deer looks up, uh, looks over to you, and just runs off. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, Mr. War. Gary's, like, kneeled down next to Terrence and just... I like set this hand on. Do not worry. This is training. You will improve. It's it's not that. I just I don't know if I can kill something. Why? Do you think it is wrong? It's. I mean, it's. I I just don't feel. I don't know if I can take a take something else's life. It's. I mean. It's living just as much as we are. Isn't it? Yes. That is why, when you must kill, do not be harsh about it. You must kill, you use everything to show respect to that creature. Make make a uh, make a persuasion check for me. Okay. This is that mo- This is like a telltale moment. Terry will remember this type deal. So make a persuasion check for me. Don't screw me over now. Oh. (laughs) What'd you roll? Three. Oh. He... He he, he doesn't seem convinced. I think he's, he's still a little, like, pretty hesitant to... Like really kill anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I. D- it didn't seem to have any defense, though. It felt like I was 
It 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 just sem- seems like, wrong, I guess. I got this. Hold on. Gear, so Gary like sets his hand on the boy's head, like kind of ruffling his hair a bit, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Follow me." Okay. Can I track any uh beasts more? Okay. Vicious animals? This one make a nature check. We're gonna do this here. This one make a nature check. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Um, you. What? How? How vicious are we talking? Like, like wolf, bear. Well, probably more. Mountain um, lion. Hmm. I'm thinking probably more wolf-like. Okay. Or yeah, probably like wolf about wolf level vicious. Wolf level. It's basically going to be a fight, Mm -hmm. right? I'm gonna say mountain lion. Mountain lion. Yeah, mountain lion. Something like. So it's like not in a pack. Yeah. Probably be by itself. So. I got you. I got you. So. Mountain lion or just plain lion? Mountain lion, because it's this is a mountainous area. Okay. Okay. I'm just checking, making sure. Yeah. So. You managed to find some tracks for of a mountain lion, uh, and you you track you track it back up to a cave nearby. Mm-hmm. And around that time, you see the mountain lion exit the cave. Yeah. So, before like before I approach, mm-hmm. kind of kneeled kneeled down with Terry again to make sure like we're not just totally spotted yet. Yeah, if you will making me a stealth check, please. Yeah, that was, that was what I was afraid of. <laughs> Ooh, okay, but I am... I'm liking these rolls now. I think I'm just going to use this dice. <laughs> okay, unnatural 20. Hey, there we go. Okay, so I, I'll I say since since you, ha- since you got that nat 20 on unnatural. that... Since you got that... Oh, that unnatural? It's... Yeah. Uh, since you got that, I'm gonna say that you also managed to hide Terry pretty well, as well. Uh, and the mountain yeah. lion does not seem to notice that you're there. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And kind of like, more, more a hushed whisper, right? Mm-hmm. So like, what about this creature? One that uh, is vicious and kind. One that will attack. Uh, Would you fight it? Only if it attacks me. I... I... It doesn't. It hasn't done anything to me yet. So why? <laughs> You're in a whistle. <laughs> yep. Okay. It perks its ears up and looks in your direction. <laughs> and um, it just it it's kind of just staring in your direction now. I'm going to nudge Terrence forward. Uh, <laughs> he, he. I mean, he's too light to not to be nudged forward. And so he, he kind of like is push he, he gets pushed forward into the underbrush and the mountain lion begin begins hunching over and begins stalking towards him. Uh Mr. War. Uh Now look back to me, boy. Look to your enemy, never take your eyes off of them. Uh, he looks back and the mountain lion is now beginning to move faster towards him. He looked back at me. He looked back at the mountain lion. Okay. And he, Terrence just like kind of stands there, unsure what to do with like 
his he has a sword in his hand, just like shaking Im- immensely. <laughs> you cannot go your whole life without a fight, boy. Uh, but I can go for like in the next year, maybe. What would happen if those you care about were to be attacked within that next year? Uh, well, if the, who, who would ever attack you? <laughs> I have many enemies, boy. Many that would. They would not show you kindness just because you are a child. Uh, roll persuasion for me on this. With advantage. With advantage? With advantage, yes. Did, did we learn from last time? <laughs> How? Uh, what'd you roll? So I rolled twice, uh-huh. right? First roll was a one. Jeez, okay. And second? Second roll was a two. Jesus! I don't know, Michael. I think I'm just not meant to persuade this child. Ah, <laughs> uh, he looked. He looks very scared still. Question. Question. Answer. Can I try again with intimidation instead? Like, kind of more scaring him into it. Uh, yeah, sure. Try with intimidation. Like, kind of. This is kind of like my character lets out like just a boy. <laughs> yeah. So he stands there still for a while, and you're just like boy, boy. This, this one worked out a little bit better. Okay. Okay, Michael, you're gonna think I'm stupid. What's two plus four? <laughs> I, just, I mean, I, I rolled a twelve. What's twelve plus four? It's let's, sixteen. Let's Six, okay. We're 16. keeping that. We're keeping that in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, whose intelligence is based off my own. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a twelve, and I was like. What is two plus four? We're in college and still don't know how to do basic basic mathematics. Basic math? We can't do basic math or basic English. We're in college. Okay, so 16 this time. 16. Uh, And with that, he kind of hops. He, like, jumps and, like, kind of uh, readies himself in, like, the kind of the stance that you taught him as the mountain lion begins to... Uh, rush forward towards him and the mountain lion uh, goes to attack him. He's doing the running leap. Yeah, the pounce attack. So we had an hour and a half more that we played of this game, but the recording stopped and so we lost all of it. It was so much good stuff. It was so much good shit, dude. It's like, do we, do we, do we just recap what happened, or do we? Um, what do we do? I think we should just have like a real quick recap so that yeah, um, everyone we we can recap it. Yeah. Right. And if if anyone wants to take the time, we could write it basically write out what happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they can have like a re- like basically a version reading it. Yeah, we. I know I'm record. I'm like doing a recording right now, seeing like so we can put this in afterwards. That's what I'm saying. And so we'll yeah. put this in, and they'll yeah. have, like they'll have a recap. Uh-huh. But if they want to like really go through and see what happened. Yeah. Like read it, you know. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to recap the, like, really important parts. So after Gary and Terry fight the mountain lion, Terry ends up killing the mountain lion, and he's very shaken up from it. 
So they return back to camp, and the Seeker has the bow that Gary asked for, along with a piece a, a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, there is a picture of a blue dragonborn standing over a a mountain a, a mountain of bodies, including Gary's body. And it was basically like a promotion poster for the champion. And this champion was someone that Gary knew, named Torinen. Uh, so... God, they missed the dream as well! Ah, oh, Yeah. I'm so upset! Okay, so... They... The... The three of them traveled further on in Opperton, a little bit longer, and they made camp, and Gary had a dream. Should I... Should I say the dream again? Because I have it all written out here. Yeah, do do the dream because it okay. is very like it's, it's really good. Yeah, if 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 Gary. yeah, if if you don't get if you get nothing else from the episode uh, that we that was lost, this is the important, the like probably the most important part, the second most important part. I don't know. Yeah, uh, second. Second most important part because the ending was pretty important. It's the most important part to Gary. Is, and yeah. Then there's another important part to Gary. Yeah. In the dream, you see Torinin and you fighting together. You have an axe in your hand and Torinin is using a sword. You're in the midst of the arena, enemies rushing all around you. Torinin gives you one of his trademark smirks you away and dives into the stampede, slashing at everyone he can. You turn to the crowd above and give a battle cry, then jump into the fray yourself. You begin swinging and swinging at everyone you can. In your rage, in your rage, you take out as many as you can, slaying wildly through the arena. You raise your axe and slash down at the human man running towards you, beheading him. You turn to find Torinin, but the arena is now empty. When you look back down at the enemy, you see that it is no longer a human man lying before you, but a halfling, Andre. You hear Torinin's voice from the arena crowd as you look down at your axe, bathed in blood. When you look back, the head of Andre shifts to the head of Odhild. Her eyes opened and she looks at you. Why did you leave me, Gary? Then you're falling through a dark void. The voices of your friends and your enemies alike screaming at you. You hear November's voice cursing you to hell. Leanne screaming she hates you. Marduk calling you a thief. Quinn, wishes, Quinn saying she wishes you were dead. A chemist telling you, you will always be a slave. You hear Terrence cry out, Mr. War! As the voices cry out, as the voices grow louder and louder. You hear him again, crying out your name. Suddenly, you feel a whoop as you wake up to see Terrence and the Seeker standing over you. Terry is slamming his fists into your chest over and over, trying to get you to wake up. So, after that, this is so Gary, much less- Gary wasn't quite right that day. Yeah, Gary wasn't right that day, so it was kind of silent after that, and they just continued traveling onwards. It doesn't hit the same whenever you're just like recapping it. Yeah. But anyway, so the three of them, Gary, Terry, and the Seeker, that sounds like a band name. Uh, Gary, Terry, and the Seeker, they all keep traveling onwards and they uh, start passing through a canyon where they're jumped by a group of bandits. Um, the group, the bandits end up killing one of their horses and pretty seriously, not what well, they, they, Gary runs over all of them pretty much like a truck. L let me let me just summarize this for them. I had four turns and killed nine people. Yeah. Four uh, of them in one turn. Yeah. So, but the bandit captain ended up grabbing grabbing Terrence and running away. But as he was running, Terrence ended up basically going into the avatar, the 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 demon avatar state. The davatar. The davatar. 
the, the demon avatar state, his eyes turned black and in his hand, he held a ball of dark energy. He slammed the energy into the chest of the bandit captain and the bandit captain turned to ash. Uh, and then wind began whipping up around Terrence, but the seeker uh, grabbed Terrence's hand and with some light from the seeker's hand, uh, he managed to snap Terrence out of his demon state, basically, and he brought him back down to the ground. And when he turned to Gary, his blindfold had come off, and Gary now, and when we're, where we left off is Gary saw the Seeker's eyes were bright orange, and they had black slits for the pupils, and Seeker told him, we need to go get him some help. And that's where we left off. I'm very, I'm very sorry to all of you listening at home that you didn't get to experience it. Like, like, I can recap it all right here and say all what happened, but it just- It's not gonna hit the same. It's not gonna hit the same. It will not. And I, I, I am very, very sorry that we lost the recording, but we, we will, audio. we lost the audio. But like, I mean, you have a young misadventurers without a little misadventure. Hey, there you go. So, <laughs> thank you all once again for listening. I, uh, we will be back next time uh, with with a full episode and not half an episode. And <laughs> oh yeah, you guys also missed uh, Michael rolling. Oh yeah, I rolled terribly as Seeker again. Like two or three nat ones in a row for the Seeker. Seeker cannot roll for. Sh- he, he doesn't actually know how to use his sword. He doesn't <laughs> actually know how to use his sword. Uh, well, anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Young Misadventures is produced by Phi Delta Productions and Michael Dameron. The editors for Young Misadventures are Tyler Gilly and Michael Dameron. Intro music created by Tyler Gilly. Art for the podcast is created by Dorothy Murphy. The player is Caleb Dozier, and the Dungeon Master is Michael Dameron. If you are interested in keeping up to date with podcast news, catch live recordings of the show, or just want to support us even more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app, follow us on Instagram at Young Misadventurers, and maybe support us on Patreon, the link for which can be found in the episode description. Thank you, and Merry Misadventures to you all!